0: Welcome to the Mostly Pod Out Night, Mostly. I am Graveyard, joined by my co-host, Salem. Hello. This is episode 39 of our weekly All Things Horde podcast. So, gas up that chainsaw, saw off that shotgun, and get to the work shed. We are here to hang out with some glorious deadites and swallow your souls. We dive into the Evil Dead original trilogy. Uh, it's been a long time coming for this episode, and, well, let's face it, Evil Arise gave us the perfect excuse to finally dig into this. Um so then we'll be discussing Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army Darkness in preparation for uh two weeks from now. We'll be discussing the Evil Dead, the Evil Dead 2013 and Evil Dead Rise. And we might even throw in our uh last fan standing with Bruce Campbell. I haven't decided that one yet. Because it's all things Evil Dead, right? So sure. <laughs> All right, so as normal, we will go through and recap each movie, give our, well, as we determined right before it started, we don't remember the first time we saw these movies, so our rewatch thoughts, because I've seen these way too many times, and our number out of 10 out of this week is makeshift crosses, because there is a scene, every single movie, where Ash makes a cross. Only twice for the same person. <laughs>
1: different, <action. laughs> D- different actors, though. <laughs> Yes,
0: after, yes. yes yes all right so we'll start Yes, you know, we do kinetically official timeline it is with evil dead which came out in 1981 was filmed in 1979 and i'll try not to rant so much on these movies because i could go on forever. <laughs> uh so let's oh quick overview recap because let's face it their first evil dead is a your horror movie no campiness at this point in time in the series and there's a lot of not talking i'd say the last 20 minutes at least of the movie um and it's a very became like the template for the cabin in the woods scenario um not many movie horror movies before this really did it so this, i'm considering this you know the grandfather of this genre um so, so we start off with uh, meeting our cast of friends from Michigan um in Michigan state, we have Scotty, we have Shelley, we have Linda um we have Cheryl and Ash j Williams uh I can say that Linda has a very Brooklyn accent for being from Michigan. Yeah, well, I mean, they're from Michigan <laughs>
1: State, so technically she should, could have been going to college from anywhere else in the country, so that's, yes. that's
0: fine. Um, and they're, they are driving, Scotty is driving the Sam Raimi car, that is Sam Raimi's car, that is in every Sam Raimi movie. Do, they ever,
1: do they ever explain why Cheryl is the only one that calls him Ashley, and everyone else calls
0: him Ash? That's his sister. Is it? Yeah.
1: That's what I figured but it's like they don't don't ever actually say it
0: yes so it's essentially what happened was um i don't think she was going to college there she was just you know your little sister has to go with you so they drove from detroit area through indiana through kentucky into tennessee um and this is where they actually did shoot the film was in tennessee and you know most people don't pick up on that little note on there um because it's talking when they're driving the car they just crossed. tennessee border and they're trying to figure out where, where they are so um you know they're kind of singing songs and it just seems like a group of college friends having a weird trip to a secluded cabin that they've never been to in tennessee makes sense mm-hmm. uh and so kind of like as they're driving there they the car gets a little like i wouldn't say possessed but maybe malfunctions um almost hits the oncoming truck you have the world's weirdest scream uh, as the truck goes by from huh. Shelly, uh They kind of go on to, uh, you know, they're honking, and, and the people they're honking at happen to be Rob Tapper and Sam Raimi, the producer and director and writer of this movie. So too much detail, I know. <laughs> as we're getting there, he's blaming the car, and like, have you ever been here? No. I bet it'll be nice. Yeah. Um, And they're crossing... A really, really <laughs> rickety bridge to get there uh, to the point where, oh, this thing will hold up and the you know, tire gets stuck and it doesn't seem at this point in time, it doesn't seem like a very tall bridge. Would you agree? It's just over a creek, like a ravine. But not yeah. deep.
1: Yeah, they don't give you the scope of it until the next movie.
0: <laughs> Correct.
1: But it's also Which a very, very, big. very different bridge <laughs> in the next movie.
0: So. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, so they get there and you know oh it's an uh, old hunting lodge and you know they're like oh the guy who's renting it you know they get the keys uh first thing they kind of notice off about the house is the front porch swing is just kind of banging against the house they go stop it and it stops moving yeah okay um then we get scotty goes in and starts kind of surveying like this hunter's cabin i think would be the right word for it but I would wise. say,
1: I would just call it a derelict cabin because it looks in bad shape.
0: I mean, yes, I guess, I guess, uh, Tucker and Dale would have rented it as their vacation home to build it up. Is it? <laughs> yeah, but I mean,
1: it looks like bad shape. It like, like, if you've ever been in an abandoned house that's been abandoned for like at least a decade, like, that's <laughs> that's what it looks like. It's like things are falling apart. There's like trash and like, you know, animal fur all over the ground and stuff. It is mm-hmm. not, not pleasant.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, Scotty does a quick surveillance, kind of like almost a POV, like right in his face, kind of seeing everything. And I would argue that most of this movie, it seems like Scotty is the main protagonist. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up until a certain point, I would say up until like yeah. two thirds of the the first two thirds of the movie, he is. Yes. Yes.
0: He is like the uh, um,
1: the the kind of the strong male protector. Character.
0: what he's driving the car he's one that's going to the house into the cabin first to to survey it um and you know they're getting stuff unpacking stuff getting tossed um it, like i said so it really seems like that scotty and ash were roommates that, that you know shelly is scotty's girlfriend linda is bruce's and cheryl's just his little sister that just happened to come along so that's the n- dynamic um they're just, you know, unpacking, just kind of going about their, their day. And let me say from the, right now, the cabin, once they get going there, seems pretty nice. has like three bedrooms, fully functioning bathroom, nice kitchen. But you don't really see all that until you get into like the second movie as
1: well. Well, that's what I'm saying. It didn't look like that in this first movie at all. Dude. They showed the kitchen. They showed the bathroom. They showed the other <laughs> rooms, and they were in a horrible, horrible shape. They were, like, falling apart that's what I'm saying like the second one yeah it looks like it was renovated it looks nice yeah again I, I mean it's still like you can tell they painted over like just the old wood that was there Um, so it's like you can tell it yeah they renovated it but it's still the same bones and the first one it just looks like it's been sitting there for 20
0: years well because in actuality they did find this cabin in the, middle of the woods and they decided to shoot there it was abandoned second but, one was on a soundstage in this school. yeah that's I they went it. back and the, it, it burned down <laughs> Um, so they're having a weird, I couldn't even tell everything they're trying to have for dinner. It looks like, like Cheetos and salad and some sort of mystery meat. Yeah. I just, I noticed the salad and I'm like, okay, (laughs) there's
1: no cooler. (laughs)
0: Like this salad is probably very
1: warm and has been just sitting in the trunk of the car for hours.
0: I mean, fairness, no one was eating it. Well, yeah. I wonder why. (laughs) Um, so yeah, they're just having dinner and then they're pouring what champagne in, like into like red glasses and also like the cellar door opens from the wind and they're like, Hey, we should probably go check this out. So Scotty being the leader takes the only flashlight and goes down there and starts investigating and then there's nothing, you know, so Ash stays with the women, and they're like, "Scotty, Scotty," and no, re- no response. Okay, um, yeah. So times the thirty. Law- <laughs> they
1: say it like thirty <laughs>
0: times. I know. Fun fact: uh, that cabin didn't have a cellar, so they dug a pit and put the cellar door over it. So they just walked into a pit when they were shooting. Everything underneath was a separate screenshot on a soundstage somewhere. Mm. Um. So, so. Ash goes down there with a lantern, he's looking around, and that place is like wrong turn-ish basement.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it looks like, yeah, (laughs) like a hill folk basement that's been in use for like a hundred
0: years. Yeah, but there's like a projector down there, which seems like, you know, this is like the tooth fairy, like, do you see type scenario where (laughs) someone's tied to a chair? (laughs) Right there?
1: Yeah, I'm surviving. Yeah, no, there's like there's like (laughs) gourds hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, there's like yeah, everything's like covered in like the pipes have like leaks, but they're just like tied up with rags. I mean, yeah, like nothing is. Yeah, it's very old and very
0: single, single, single bulb down the entire basement. Right, right. And you know, so he kind of we do the pan around where you know we see his point of view as he looks around the entirety of the basement and sees nothing, and then Sky just shows up. He's like, hey look what i found and then we he sees that he had he found a uh ca- tape recorder um uh the kandarian dagger the worst looking book of the dead necronomicon x Motors. yeah and it does to- look bad <laughs> yeah it looks like it's drawn with crayon inside by like a 10 year old yeah well yeah it looks uh,
1: like it's made out of like old like melted styrofoam
0: like it it looks yeah bad. but it, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be human flesh, but, like, it, it's much better as the movies get out. Oh, well, yeah, um, it
1: looks like a three-ring binder that they, like, yeah. melted
0: plastic <laughs> on, is what it looks like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and a shotgun. Um, he's like, one of these loading points in Ash's face, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And just of note, a torn-up-the-hills-have-eyes poster.
1: Yeah, which well, all you get few. to see is like yeah, the top of the dude's bald head and then the, like eyes that's all you see
0: right but we know what it is well yeah yeah I, I don't know this yeah uh i think also you
1: have to specify it's a single shot breech loading shotgun
0: all right <laughs> which does change uh um, <laughs> yeah so they're like hey we should listen to this this tape recorder so I mean, they they bring it upstairs. They start listening to it, and Cheryl starts to get freaked out by it because it's Professor Nobby, signing the Kandarian demon's passage he found at the you know the castle, and you know he's reading passages from Necnam Ex Mortis, roughly translated, the Book of the Dead, uh, which is a book of lore, especially H.P. Lovecraft works. Um, and Cheryl starts to get pretty pretty freaked out by it uh she's drawing she drew a really great picture of the clock, and then as the passages are being recited, she draws like a four year old drawing of the book okay well, yeah she
1: was also being like <laughs> possessed and she was doing like the automatic writing that they do when yeah mediums like get taken over by a spirit and just draw whatever the spirit wants them to draw that's what she was
0: doing. Yes. Um, But yeah, she does get pretty freaked out. Um, And then is this the point where she starts? No, this isn't the point. So um, you know, she's getting freaked out. She's like, "Yeah, stop!" And Scotty wasn't stopping. She's like, "You told." She told her to stop. Um, But she just wants to leave. Right at that point.
1: Yeah, she's like, Yeah, just take me home right now. I'm done. I wanna I wanna go.
0: Yeah. Um I'm trying to oh yeah, but then she thought she heard something outside, right? And that's why she goes outside for the infamous scene. Um, I think right? well something like smashes
1: through the window and scares her.
0: Yeah, and then a tree, tree branch just smashes through the window. Right, yeah.
1: and then she just runs outside. But yeah, she was demanding to leave before that.
0: Yeah. So she goes outside and needless to say, as as the wifiers discussing it, is let's say gratuitous tree rapes scene.
1: Okay. Now I mean <laughs> this needs to be said. I'm pretty sure this is Sam Raimi's thing. Right? Everybody's got a weird thing. Filmmakers always put their weird thing in movies, you know, like Tarantino's yeah. notorious foot fetish that's in every one of his movies. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure his thing is like weird tree groping i don't know what is going on but it happens in all the movies uh yeah
0: yeah um very recently they reported they wish they didn't include it but this is a <laughs> wish you didn't
1: scene. include it in which movie you put it in four of them
0: <laughs> 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 the, wish you I mean, didn't the, include the first, it first, you're full of shit the first one's probably the worst one
1: uh, uh i mean well you Okay, because yeah, the budget was was pretty low, and they spent a lot of it on this tree scene.
0: <laughs> yes, so they showed a lot. It, you know, even with the tree limb going into her, they uh, didn't but, go that far. But well, <laughs> but, but I mean, but it, it's it's still a product of its time, as you know, this is a gritty horror movie being made in the late seventies. You know, your stuff is pretty gritty for horror movies at that point in time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's gritty, yeah, but it's not the worst it could get. I mean, no. like, I Spit on Your Grave came out at the same time, period.
0: Yeah. But so. it was their, their take on it. But, right. uh, you know, essentially, she was raped by the trees, Um, and she, you know, she's able to get back in. She has, you know, the keys, where are the keys? Type, you know, Laurie Strode moment. Um, and, you know, eventually, almost a shot for shot scene of that, her trying to get the keys and someone grabbing her hand, the doors open, bring her in and you know she goes you know actually we gotta go i gotta go and they're like what happened she's like the trees ash the trees won't let us leave um but he's like okay i'm taking her to the hospital so he gets into the car and drives back to the bridge and the bridge is torn up now here's what's funny about the bridge scene is the bridge is wood that was twisted metal that they were showed
1: well it might have been wood over a metal frame Maybe, but
0: second one will definitely melt. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, he's like, okay, that that's bizarre. Brings her back, and she's like, okay, we got to to comfort her. Um, you know, we're just gonna wait till the morning to see, you know, if there's any place we can go. Just wait out till the morning. Um, didn't, she never explicitly states what happens to her, and no one really asks, other than she's attacked by the trees. Um, so then, you know, the board college students, Shelly and Linda start doing, you know, see if you have ESP game, right? Pull up a card from the 52 card deck and try to name it. And then you hear Cheryl in the corner starting to name them all perfectly. Um, because she's you know seeing that they're kind of drawing and then she just kind of goes, uh, Up and she turns around and she is full, fully possessed. Deadite at this point in time starts to float float up a little bit. You know, join us. You're all going to die here. All that good jazz. And then she just promptly collapses. Which people go, okay, that's weird. And then they kind of go over there. And then poor old Linda gets a you know pencil shoved right into her ankle, deep. Yeah, that was Um, a very
1: fake looking (laughs) ankle. I might have.
0: Yes, but still, it feel, you can feel like it hurt, like, horribly.
1: If it looked real, yes, it would. <laughs> it did not look real at all.
0: Um, so, yeah, like, okay, we got to put Lynn to the bed. She's hurt. We really need to go first thing in the morning. Um. They kind of lock up Uh, the knock Cheryl into the basement, to the cellar and lock up, because that already had locks on the cellar door. Chains, um, right. Chains, yeah. Um, so they're trapped down there, we don't know what's wrong with her, Uh. and then everyone's kind of starting to get ready for, for bed, and uh, Shelly's getting ready, and something comes through the window, and she disappears, guys goes checking her, and she comes back and like, fully possessed, that night. Um so you know during this see, she comes out and starts attacking them um during this ash gets knocked into two bookcases and subdued by them oh um, yeah the one is funny
1: because he's like <laughs> he's like wrestling with a piece of wood that yes.
0: couldn't have weighed more than like a pound correct <laughs> he is very weak as a hero in this movie uh and then, so, yeah, he's like, you know, you got to take care of her. And he's like, oh, it's your girlfriend. And he's like, no, you do it. And so Sky promptly gets snacks and chops Shelly to pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, he was, yeah, he was, Sky was spot on. <laughs> like, I'm not taking this crap and just. Actually, he, he's, who,
1: he's who I played in the game.
0: Yeah. I played as Sky. <laughs> Um, you know, so they kind of they kind of bury her, but yeah, she's she doesn't get a cross, does she? Shelly? Yeah.
2: Yeah, she does. Okay.
1: Well, he doesn't bury her till later. Yeah. But yeah, at this point, no. They don't bury right. her. Yeah. But if you if you watch this scene, well, that's later on, there are two okay. crosses. One is like Made out of like weird driftwood.
0: Yeah. That's the
1: one for Shelly. And then the other one is. The-
0: okay. Yeah. um So, all right. The next guy goes, all right. Well, we got to get out of here. You know, Shelly's, she's uh dead. Cheryl is there. And like, well, and Ash's like, well, you know, Linda can't go anywhere. It's like, leave her. We'll just leave her. We'll go. <laughs> there has got to be trail out of here, which is fair thinking. Yeah. You know. Um, so then he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna try to find the trail. You can just stay here. You know, I'm the hero. And he leaves. And then uh I would say then we get Linda come, comes out brute uh, Ash goes and checks on her and sees like the infection spreading from the pencil wound into her like entire foot. Um I'm sorry, I was also mentioned that he tried to fall pretend to be asleep and to give her a weird mirror pendant necklace thing. Yeah, it looks know, like it looks like
1: uh yeah, it looks like bucks. a box. <laughs> yeah, if that. It looks like a magnifying glass like yeah. like like yeah, costume jewelry with a magnifying glass. I don't understand why it's supposed to be like a treasured artifact. It looks like junk. <laughs>
0: well, it plays a big part in this movie the next one.
1: Well yeah, it does. You know, I, well, I I'd say it plays yeah. a bigger part in the next movie, yeah.
0: Well, oh, this one too though. He uses it at the end. Um so anyway, he's watches Scotty leave, he you know, gets the shotgun prepared, and then Linda comes, you know, he's hearing Cheryl like, you know, uh taunting him, and Linda goes there and starts sitting on the surface and just laughing hysterically, really annoyingly. And then he just kind of smacks her around a a couple of times. Um, She's not listening. She's like, they start dragging her, throw her outside the house because she's just being annoying. Uh, But she, you know, eventually he's going to shoot her. He's like, all right, she's possessed too. And then she turns back into Linda. It's like, Ashley, I'm okay now, Ashley. And then Cheryl does the same thing. It was okay. Let me out. And then they turn right back and they, you know, you know, you're me. Kill you, blah blah blah. He wants to shoot uh Linda, but he can't do it, so he gets drags her outside. Um and then he you know she starts attacking him, right? And and then, yeah, sorry. No, she, she attacks inside with the dagger. She tries stabbing him, he's able to get through her back and stab her. Uh, and then, then she died, Well, seemingly dies to drag her out to bury her. She comes back. um, And then she charges at Ash and chops. And he chops off her head with the shovel. Oh, that's sorry. That's after Scotty comes back. Sorry. Out of order. Scotty comes back all torn up from the woods. He's like, Ash is like, the let's leave. Then that scene happens with Linda and well I think before, before that I think
1: Scotty stabs Cheryl with the knife in the back. And then yes. she goes down, but it actually kills her. And then well, the, and she then, has it in her
0: hand. He he takes out his he takes out his his bowling knife, cuts her arm off, and then uses it to stab her in the back. She spews out milk. Yep. And then chops her up. Yep. Yeah, and then yep. and then the whole thing happens. Yeah. 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 So then Scotty goes comes back. He's all torn up. Then Linda is shown possessed. Um, you know she dies with her head chopped off, and then he buries her. And then we see him making the cross and burying her from the same point of view of from the ground, essentially. Um. And then when he does that, though, is that when, well, because when when he was fighting Linda,
1: Scotty was like dying. Because Scotty yeah. was, like, he had a big piece of wood, like, stabbed in his stomach. And, and yeah, he, also and his leg was,
0: like, broken.
1: Yeah, Right, and he, he had pulled out the wood, and so he's, like, bleeding out. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, so while he's doing all the burying and stuff, he comes back in, and Scotty is dead.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, And then I'm trying to remember what happens to make Cheryl come out from the basement. He burst out. Was it because of the lightning strike? No, no, no. No, he was he goes Scotty, to Scotty,
1: I think Scotty changes, doesn't he? Or no, that's is that after No, not yet.
0: Okay. That's after that's when he pulls it with that. Sorry. Um instead of burying her, he takes after he thought she was dead after stabbing her, he brings her to the tool shed and was gonna cut her up with a chainsaw by locking her at the deer or the animal carving station, mm-hmm. I would say. Um he couldn't bear him he couldn't bear to do it, so he just you know buries her, she comes out pet, Cops off her head, bears her again, and that's when I believe uh Cheryl comes back, kinda you no, know, the evil goes through the house a little bit, chases them, can't find them. Um then he comes back and Cheryl's bursts out of the thing such. Now he's finding his sister who's possessed. Uh he's able it you know, gets her outside and is able to shoot her in the side and the neck. And I'm like, okay, okay, she's taking care of. Him. And then Scotty pops up as a deadite, right? So battle ensues. He pulls out the wood that's sticking out of Scotty, and just blood just pours out of it. Like there's so much blood. Um, you know, he's he's wrestling with Scotty, trying to fight him off. Cheryl comes, uh, and he starts fighting her off as well. And he sees that. In, in the scuffle, after he's thrown into a table, that the Necronomicon started to go into the fireplace and start smoking. And she, he saw smoke coming off them. He's like, okay, I'll put two and two together. I throw this book into the fire and we should be good. Um, but he gets taken down. His leg gets torn to shreds. And then, you know, Shale uh, gets a fire poker and starts hitting him in the back with it. And he's trying to get. The, the Economicon to get rid of it he can't reach it so he uses this three dollar you know, magnifying glass jewelry necklace to try to bring the book towards him and he starts getting dragged away from the fireplace he's able to grab it he throws it into the fireplace and they all kind of stop and then like the book comes alive and its tongue comes out and starts licking the flames around it and they start to melt um mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess hands come out of them first as it's burning, and then they melt.
1: Well, yeah, the hands, and I don't know what the whole hands thing was about, but yeah, the hands
0: thing is what kills them. Yeah, they come a, hand, a giant hand comes out of each of them, tearing them apart, and then they start to melt. Um, it goes daytime outside, and, you know, Ash thinks everything's good, walks out the front door, all of a sudden the... Something we mentioned—the roaring POV ground, whatever—they never show in any movie what this thing is. No, it's it's obviously everyone's able to see this evil. Right, you can see it. We don't know what it is. It's actually point of view of a tremor. Let's call it right, but above ground tremor. Um, and he's walking out, goes burst through all the doors, through the entire cabin, hits him, starts to throw him back, and or hits him. And and the
2: movie.
0: Uh, I kept that short ish. <laughs> so I'll start with you, Salem. What was your I know this you probably don't remember your first thoughts seeing this, but rewatches and just overall thoughts on the rewatches even on this movie. And what's your what do you have? Um
1: well I mean I mean, you can tell it's a low-budget movie, right? Yes. Um, But, I mean, I again, they did a lot of great things with it. I mean, I've seen it enough times where, you know, now I'm just looking for details as I'm watching it. Because I've seen it enough times where I know what's going to happen. Um, yes. So they're you know, just looking for details. And, yeah, you, you, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, ch- cheap stuff that was done because of budget reasons. I mean, because it's essentially just like a bunch of, like, friends. <laughs> that got a little bit of money together and went and made a movie together.
2: Of, yes, you know,
1: I mean, obviously there wasn't a whole lot of budget that went into it, but it was it's fun. I mean, it's 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 interesting to see the dawning of you know, like Sam Raimi. You know, like there's a lot of you know, like you said, like the the whole you know, putting the camera on a piece of wood and then having two guys hold it and run through the woods. That's where they get that effect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's essentially, they did it out of necessity, right? Because they wanted that kind of effect with, like, well, how do we do that? Like, you know, how do we do that cheaply? Like, put a camera on a piece of wood. and <laughs> two so well, guys he, grab each side and run.
0: Yeah, he pioneered a lot of camera techniques that are still being used. Because, out of necessity. Like the shaky cam or the body-mounted cam, because they had to. Right. Yeah, I mean, so Just cheaply the, done. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's interesting it's, it's <laughs> seeing yeah. the yeah the dawning of this stuff. It's like, you know, the the infancy of this stuff. Uh, saying like you know bruce campbell you can see a bit of what he's going to be eventually but it's like i mean it's like obviously very subdued because this is like you know he hasn't you know quite gotten the confidence of it yet i mean both you know as a character and as an actor you know because like the character he's not like we said he's not even really the main character until the end of the movie out all like scotty is a very you know you know he's like the the male protector you know Main character yes. kind of person until he leaves and goes in the woods, and at that point, that's when Ash becomes the main character, but kind of like begrudgingly, and he mostly gets beat up <laughs> until the end when he's like finally, you know, fights right. back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I mean, there's none of the hammy, you know, you know one one liners. There's none of the goofy oh. gags that are in the later ones. There's none of that stuff. Um, it's just kind of like plain old i mean there's little you can you can see the inklings of it right you can see they probably wanted to but they held back you know um it's yeah. interesting just seeing that stuff it's interesting you know just seeing knowing where it goes it's interesting watching it again to see how it started
0: yeah yeah you're, yeah very very fair and i've like i was watching it my wife i'm like i'm almost saying the entire movie line by line like when she's humped the car I'm like i know it and you know
1: and see, at that point, oh you God, should take a, a few-year
0: few break so you can enjoy <laughs> it again. I did see it in theaters for the first time for the 40th anniversary. That was end of 2021. So I saw two movies that month. One was great. Being able to... The other one was the new Matrix movie. <laughs> so In the theater? Yeah. No. Um. Yes. Do I watch this movie an awful lot? Yes, yes. Yes, I do. Do I appreciate it more the more I watch it and the more behind-the-scenes stuff I learn? Absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, this was being filmed in 1979, and the idea of a final girl or final boy really wasn't a thing. Like, there's only been a handful where, you know, somebody lives through all of these. Um, but Final Boy is still, to this day, a rarity in horror movies.
1: Yeah, but and, I, mean, I mean, a lot of that stuff wasn't really refined until the '80s. I mean, yeah, I know yeah. technically this came out early '80s, but it was made really before that stuff was, was made. Was made the trope. First. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a, a trope at that time.
0: Correct. Um, but to your point, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've met Bruce Campbell. He and he's talking about like he can't watch this movie because his acting is so atrocious from what he knew because he was 20 years old and he would only been there did backyard movies, stuff like that but um no i mean this movie is near and dear to my heart because it's i thought this was a fantastic movie overall because it showed a good terror it really had a bad ending and it just wasn't the yes it was supernatural stuff but the focus wasn't on necessarily like the villain of the movie you know this is i consider evil Dead to be the aliens for but but with a male protagonist because other horror franchises focus really on the villain more yeah. so than anything else yeah that's, and that's why idea. i really appreciate this movie because it doesn't have to rely on the same stupid villain every single time right it's not jason it's not freddie you have a horror icon that is a protagonist and that means something cool to me. It's different and still is. Um, but yes, I, I have it. <laughs> I watch it so much. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, who hasn't seen the pictures of me, half of my sleeve is Evil Dead from my horror sleeve for tattoos. So, um, But I'll go into highlights. We discuss highlights. Is, you know, the innovation is there. You can tell that. They weren't making the movie just to make a movie. They made a horror movie because they realized they, this is the cheapest thing to make. Um, but, you know, they... It, if you watch all the behind-the-scenes stuff, it was a family movie. Like, we discussed, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre being a low-budget movie. You know, After we met, you know, John and talked about how it was a family event that was such a small-knit community that everyone was there to do whatever was needed to make the movie happen, just like they did in Halloween. It was that low-budget and i think it shows that the love that went into making this movie um and it really kicked off that entire genre of this type of movie that is so popular now that it's become a stale genre some people would say
1: i would arguably i would say it was stale when it started <laughs> No, I mean, like, this movie is good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this movie is, is is done well. But a lot of people, like, immediately when they tried to, like, remake this magic, it got stale. Because this is, this is yes. the beginning. I would say this franchise itself, not necessarily this movie, but this franchise specifically, is like th- that campy, self-aware, garbage horror movie really starts here. And I really don't like those movies. They annoy me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Because they just they try to like they yeah. the the movie is not good enough to stand on its own. So they just pander to what they know their audience is going to be like they have to mention certain movies, certain actors, you know, certain tropes and and things. They have to make sure they get the audience to go. Oh, yeah, I know that. That's great. You know, that's they, they have to do that stuff because they know their movie is not good enough. Yeah. So they have to throw that kind of crap in there. And there's so many of them and they get Worse and worse as time goes by, but like essentially, like yeah, Evil Dead is page one, and then like you know, page a hundred is Sharknado. <laughs> it's it's really it's the same genre. It's it's it, it. They all build off of each other, but this is where it started. And this movie is great. Don't get me wrong. I I like this franchise. I'm not saying that this franchise has anything wrong with it. This franchise did it well. This is how you're supposed to do it. Yes. But everybody else tries to emulate this. And because they can't do it, they try to call back to it or call back to things that they know fans of this movie will enjoy. And then they play off of that. And these people, I don't know if they just, you know, enjoy it or they're just like oh, playing along, whatever it is, but they throw money at it. And they keep making these garbage movies over and over and over again because they're pandering to the fans of this franchise.
0: Well, and it's funny, going off to you, this is what, if if people are choosing horror movies to watch, or horror movies that are being shown, what this is, Evil Dead is one of those movies. Either it's a choice or it's being shown, period. You know, it's stream Halloween or Evil Dead, right? Nightmare on Elm Street, this is, they put, she's, and she's watching Evil Dead. What's, what's Dying Darker go see in Dying Darko? Evil Dead. Um, right. Well, true. I mean, yeah,
1: there's, there's two factors <laughs> that go into that. One, what's the audience they're trying to get, or, you know, some cool Easter egg that they can put in there. And two, how much money is going to cost them to put another movie in
2: it, right? Yeah.
1: Like a movie like Evil right. Dead, mm, I'm guessing it's not a whole lot of money to put a scene from Evil Dead in your movie, right? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm guessing that's how it does. So that, but I mean, 99% of the time, if somebody's watching a movie in a horror movie, what movie is it?
0: The Thing from Another World or Planet uh, from Outer Space. No, it's Night of the Living Dead. Because oh, it's too.
1: free. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to pay any money at all. So it's like every crappy movie, when somebody's <laughs> watching a horror movie, it's always Night of the Living Dead. Because Night yeah. of the Living Dead is free.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, I also want to point out the reason why they have a torn-up The Hills Have Eyes is because the Hills Have Eyes had a torn-up Jaws poster. <laughs> uh so that was that's that's the horror movie rule is to say your movie's better by showing their movie as a just a movie in your universe oh so Therefore, it's like
1: it's one step down it's like a diss track
0: right so that's why and wes craven saw that he did the hills have eyes so he did he made evil dead being the in universe horror movie that is not scary because you know freddy krueger exists right and then they get him back and Evil to by having the freddy krueger claw in the in the workshop um mm-hmm. I started a feud with them, so. Uh, but what are your oh, highlights? Oh, though? Friendly feud. Not yeah, a, it's friendly. No. Feud, yeah. Uh, I mean, what are the highlights for you though? I mean, you mentioned the camera work and scene. Yeah, not, yeah. I big it's, it's, name it's a, starts in this.
1: Right, just just seeing you know these things in their infancy is is fun. It's 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 nice to see it. You know, like you you you're expecting the classic Sam Raimi stuff, and it's not quite there yet. You know. Like, right. the whole weird of, like, you know, there's a lot of silence, and they're, like, zooming in on weird sections of things, and nothing's happening, and then all of a sudden it's, like, you know, everybody's looking in corners around, you know, like, looking at noises and stuff that we can't see, you know, or or weird, you know, the pieces of wood flapping. Those upshots and,
0: of eyeballs.
1: Yeah, stuff <laughs> like that. Th- th- this, that's what, like, he's known for. So, like, in this one, you're, like, oh, it's yeah. starting, and then it doesn't. You know, it it doesn't quite right. get there because he's not <laughs> there yet. So it's 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 interesting to see that you know at the the baby level of these things. Like they probably want to do it, but they you know either can't because they don't have the technical ability to do it yet, or they're just not quite confident enough to do the goofy stuff yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it and Sam Raim does have a weird obsession with eyeballs. but do see this in Multiverse of Madness.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, well. it's not quite as bad as Lucio <laughs> Fulci, but it's up there. Correct.
0: Right. oh <laughs> uh, okay so would you say your low point is that's page one of that book or do you have any other low points for this
1: uh no i mean no that's not a low point against this movie i mean again i don't, i'm upset that the franchise you know ended up creating that but the franchise itself is not at fault <laughs> these those people are just trying to emulate this franchise i'm not i'm not in any way dissing this franchise saying that they made this happen no they didn't want that to happen they didn't plan it no it's just that i don't like the what what happened because of this and I, I don't i don't affect i don't put that judgment on on this franchise it, it's just i don't like what happened afterwards so no i wouldn't i would say there's a low point of this movie because i don't think i don't want to ding this movie because of that it's not its fault um no low point is just um i mean the effects uh Again, I know that's not fair. It's a very low-budget movie. I get that. I'm just saying, yeah. like, the effects are are very cheap. And, it, it, like, you know, the first couple of times you watch it, you don't really notice because it's a good enough movie. But I've seen it enough times to wear, like, like, oh, she's just wearing Mickey Mouse gloves. She's wearing Mickey Mouse gloves that are drawn to look like demon hands. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, whenever they turn into a demon, they, like, they don't have, like, latex effects. It's just, like, paint. Like makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean again, I know it's because they, they have a, a bad uh budget. And I'm not saying the movie is still great. I'm not saying it's bad, but if I have to pick something bad about it, is is the effects. I know that's necessity. I'm not saying they did a bad job of what they had. I'm just saying it is very noticeably bad watching it, you know, multiple times.
0: Yeah. I mean that's yeah, that's fair. Do you have do you, any other little points or do I mean? To... Uh no, no, you can go ahead. No, to your to your point is yes. I mean, I saw a college production of Evil Dead the musical, and they emulated Linda's demonic face by literally painting like like a nylon mask that you know would wear typically, and just putting the paint on the back so they able just to easily remove it. And I go, it looks pretty spot on. Yeah, it probably looks
1: close because again, yeah, this makeup was not fantastic. Because like the funniest part to me was like realizing that she's literally wearing Mickey Mouse gloves. Like mm-hmm. the big white gloves and they're just drawn to look like demon hands with like nails stuck to the ends of the glove. That's it. That's all that's all they are. Yes. That's perhaps yeah. So again, if I have to ding it on something, I would say the effects are not great. I know it's out of necessity. I'm not I'm not saying <laughs> They're bad. I'm just saying if there is if there is a weakness, that's it.
0: Yeah. I, I like yeah, it, it's and there is occasionally dubbing of people not actually saying anything, but they are in the movie. Again,
1: it's just it's a necessity for yeah. being the low budget as it is. It's not like they can go in for reshoots, you know.
0: No. So that's to no, like make yeah, it. Work. That's the whole point is that. I mean and for them finding literally just finding this cabin in the middle of the woods in Tennessee. They did great work with it
1: yeah no definitely
0: so all right um so this week in honor of evil dead I said we are doing makeshift crosses out of 10 uh i'll go first on this one um i love this movie so much you're gonna be my balancing out of this franchise uh is it a perfect movie no is it a 9.5 yes <laughs> Um, it really, really cemented my love of uh, of Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi's work. That you know, these were the first people I can remember purposely seeking out anything they did because of this movie. Um, uh, what about you though, Salem? How many makeshift crosses out 10 do you give this Uh,
1: this one, I mean, it's 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 a good movie. I mean, yeah, it's it's low budget. Um, but re- you're really not going to notice that, especially if you're watching this for the first time. You're really not going to notice that. You only watch it on rewatches. rewatches. It's a, it's a great movie. It does some new, interesting, fresh stuff, especially for being 1981. Uh, I mean, I guess if you watch it now for the first time, having seen other horror movies, you wouldn't be that surprised by it. But you got to be, you got to respect your roots. You know, there a lot of a lot of things yes. came out of this. Um. So yeah, it's it's definitely above a rewatch, but I'll give it uh, an eight. I'll give it eight right. makeshift crosses out of ten.
0: Yeah. Okay. Perfectly fair. So I'm biased. <laughs> All right. Uh then Salem, why don't you bring us into Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn?
1: Uh Evil Dead Two. Uh Dead by Dawn. So um this movie basically starts out with a uh previously on uh but it's like a <laughs> slash alternate version of what happened in the first movie. <laughs> So like the the first literal 5 minutes of well actually probably close to 10 minutes of it is is just catching yes. you up to where the first movie ended but this weird alternate version of it. So and this alternate version of it it's just um Ash and Linda going up to the cabin by themselves. Mm-hmm. So Scotty, Shelley and Cheryl are not there. Um so they go to this cabin and it in this version it looks like they just happened to find it. Like they didn't plan this at all that is just go there like oh don't yeah. worry the people won't come back you know it'll be fine um he plays piano in this version um that kind of comes back a couple of times like he plays this certain <laughs> song that comes back a couple of times i guess it's worth mentioning um linda dances very badly while he plays the piano uh this again mm-hmm. comes in comes in a little later she just kind of <laughs> spins around a lot and that's it Um, He gives her the same, you know, costume, jewelry, magnifying glass, necklace. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they do like, you know, they're, you know, doing their lovey-dovey thing, couple thing, right? Um, Yeah, she gets, like, uh, attacked through the window. She turns into a deadite. He chops off her head and buries her. Um, And then we basically go through everything that happened in the first movie you know, including the evil coming through the house and chasing him. And then it hits him and he spins around a whole bunch and then he eventually gets back into the cabin and then we're basically caught up. That's like the first 10 minutes is like an alternate time version of the first movie just to catch us back up. Um, I also should probably mention that Bruce Campbell is a lot more confident in this movie. Uh, We start to see, you know, his, you know, kind of classic, you know, goofy one liners and, and kind of you know eyebrow raising and, and and stuff like that this kind of happens
0: um seeing that you're a woman i am a man
1: right yeah again <laughs> we're getting like goofy lines we, it, they're really starting to shine you know as to what you know the, the sam Raimi and bruce campbell can do together right yes um so yeah so basically we're caught up um you know obviously he realizes there's you know evil monster stuff happening um he witnesses very soon after this his girlfriend comes back from the dead by just raising herself out of the grave and it has a delightful Harryhausen um stop motion animation dance sequence of yes. her rotted body that had just been buried like an hour before and is now inexplicably completely rotted away mm-hmm. um but her head is still fine, so yeah, there's this whole dance where she's like rolling her head around and it's you know very. Very choreographed, right? And then she like literally yeah. flies away like a unicorn. Just like jumps into the air and, and ah! just flies away, right? <laughs> um So he's like, okay, this you know, bad things are happening <laughs> at this point. Um, I think he, he does, she, he does fa- she comes back in, right? Or is, 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 well, he's
0: gets- he um he goes he looks in the mirror because the you have to say the same because it's crucial in Army Darkness. He looks in the mirror and starts choking himself out. He thinks it's his reflection that's choking him, and he starts to start to slowly go insane. Here, to the point where he just sits and realizes he's seen in a chair. He starts crack laughing like a maniac, and then her head falls into his lap. Right, and then she bites his hand. And yeah, then he she, goes and, she
1: bites his hand, and then yeah, he can't get her off of his hand. Right, so he has to bring her out. Well, yeah, we get the classic work shed line with his <laughs> lips that don't move. He just, like, looks up, not even towards the camera. He just, like, looks up and then it's, like, dubbed in, we're heard. <laughs> and then he, and then he <laughs> right. runs outside, When he's, like, swinging your head around, smacking against trees and, you know, being very animated. um, Gets her into the shed, uh, puts her head in a vice, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, but now she's, you know, talking because now they can put her head, you know, underneath her, right. her real body underneath so she's like talking and saying you know switching back and forth from deadite mode to regular linda mode um you know trying to convince him not to do it and he goes oh he's going to go chop her head up and he pulls this sheet aside and there's like a a child chalk drawing of a chainsaw <laughs> and the chainsaw is yes. not there like again how would he know there was supposed to be a chainsaw there and why would a child draw a chalk outline of the chainsaw that's taller than him the child could not reach <laughs> anyway, so as he does that, the her body breaks through the door with the chainsaw, um, and then immediately yep. gets knocked back and then cuts itself in half with, <laughs> with the chainsaw and spews this black blood everywhere, which immediately disappears. <laughs> um, but yet, he has so anyway. some of it
0: around his eyebrows, though. <laughs> okay, now
1: here's the thing: I think they did this as a joke to him because in the first movie he has a unibrow. Yes. It is very prominent and very clear he has a unibrow. In this movie, he does not, but they put a dot of blood right where yep. his unibrow should be, and it's there all the way till Army of Darkness. It is literally yes. there for the entirety of this movie and the beginning of the next movie.
0: Oh, absolutely done on purpose.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's, they're just <laughs> making fun of him by putting this blood unibrow in there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, and the blood on his face moves around a lot. Anyway, I'll get into that later. <laughs> Um. so yeah so he basically the the body gets chopped up he chops her head up with the chainsaw um he puts her in a bag and he buries her um and then at this point i think this is where we cut in with the nobies yeah yes okay so yeah so we see this plane land um and then uh Oh, sorry. The Necronomicon is introduced at this point Uh, in the in the previously on the Necronomicon was there. That's why all this stuff happened. So we do know about the Necronomicon at this point.
0: We do see Professor Noby, his wife, his daughter, Annie and Ed going into the castle and retrieving it as a flashback. And then we cut to the plane landing with Ed picking up Annie.
1: Right. Yeah. And then Annie has like the rest of the pages of the Book of the Dead in like this glass display case right um and she's like landing and she's like oh ed did you hear from my dad and he's like no there's no phone in the cabin we're gonna just have to go there you know hopefully he's ready to you know finish the translation of the rest of these pages um just to introduce that they're on their way <laughs> um, right so then we cut back to um ash in the cabin um and at this point um because his hand was bitten by linda i'm assuming this is why this happens <laughs> it is because his hand was bitten by linda his hand uh you know goes bad and gets like these little black lines all over it
0: just like linda's foot did in the first one right right she got stabbed by the pencil
1: right so we get a long extended scene of the hand trying to like smashing plates over his head and trying to punch him and knock him all over the place again this is this is bruce campbell really hitting the peak of his you know wacky acting career i would say is is this <laughs> scene right here. Anyway, so yes. they're they're fighting, and eventually the hand manages to like knock him out and then just trying to drag him over to like a cleaver. Um, but he manages to wake up first and then uses the chainsaw to cut off his own hand. Yes. Um, and then after he cuts off his own hand, he puts the hand like under like a ice bucket or something. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Uh, and then he puts, you know, books on top of it to make sure that it can't move. Um, and he goes and gets the shotgun because now he's ready. He's gonna go kill the hand. <laughs> um, and so the hand ends up getting out of the bucket and runs in like a mouse hole. Yeah, and it's like all over the place, like running all through the walls and stuff. And there's a whole bunch. He's trying to shoot it, and he keeps missing. And then he finally thinks he hits it and there's all this blood that comes out and then like blood like sprays out of like a fire hose out of like every hole in the wall. Uh, and then completely, oh, yeah. completely soaks him. And then next scene, he's not soaked at all. <laughs> it's like only the little bit of blood on his face again. Um, but anyway, right after that uh, is when we cut back to um, uh, Annie, Nobi, and Ed uh, are now... They basically got to the bridge that is supposed to lead them to the cabin, which was a matte painting <laughs> of, like, uh supposed to be, like, a, I think, like, a metal, like, one of those. Yeah. I don't know what they call called. bridge. Yeah. Well, I don't know why one of those would be in the middle of the woods. But essentially, it's a very, very tall, very, very matte painting version of this bridge Um that they crossed over earlier. But anyway, they get to the bridge, and the bridge is out, you know, and and they basically find hick uh jake i think his name is um he's like your basic hillbilly wearing like overalls and you know a stained t-shirt you know saying like oh we want to cross the bridge like well (laughs) "Well,
0: you can't cross the bridge
1: why not yeah oh look at the bridge it's all beat up like it's all crumpled and she's like oh well you know is there another way to get around and he's like you know well, no, there's, there's no other way to get around. And then we see Bobby Joe, who's supposed Bobby to be Joe. like right, supposed <laughs> to be a hillbilly lady, but she is like way too clean cut and way too clean yes. and put together to be a hillbilly lady. <laughs> um, yeah. But apparently, she is, <laughs> she is uh, Jake's girlfriend, who is like way out of his league. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. so she's like, "Well, yeah, we could show you." you know for money and they, they ended up i think there was like a hundred dollars or something and he's like oh yeah a hundred dollars is fine but you have to carry my bags and he looks in her back seat and he sees like her purse and like the pages from the book he's like oh sure but then he, he <laughs> forgets that she's got a huge trunk that he has to to carry um yeah so yeah so they basically go back to um or you know cut back to, <laughs> to ash back in the cabin i think at this point he but he leaves the cabin, right, and then he's out in the woods Is uh that,
0: i don't remember no when he when he when he, when he flew back initially after the when episode two starts of Evil Dead, he turns into a deadite and then the sun comes out, and uh it gets rid of it that fixes he. it <laughs> right now he's back in the cabin where the deer the lamp. The shutters and books all start laughing at
1: him. Oh, okay, yeah, we have another <laughs> mental breakdown. <laughs> that's yeah, where he's like all like <laughs> laughing and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden it goes bad again. And then he, ba- he hears something at the door, and he shoots at the door, and then that's when, yeah. um, basically, yeah, Annie Nobi, who's the the daughter of the archaeologist who found the original book, Ed, who is I'm guessing like her boyfriend slash the dad, associate professor, yeah, yeah right. And then we got the hillbillies of Jake and Bobby
0: Joe. You have to say Bobby Joe.
1: <laughs> Bobby Joe. <laughs> um, and, and he ended up shooting, like, b- barely nicking Bobby Joe's shoulder. Yeah. Um. But because of that... Okay, so he shoots through the door, he hits Bobby Joe in the shoulder. Um. There's, like, a kind of, like, a weird little standoff thing. And then uh, Jake charges through the door, and they tackle Ash to the ground, and then they, like restrain him and then they like they try to figure out what's going on like at this point they just think he's a crazy guy that like broke into their cabin
0: and, um, oh, and killed her parents because there's a bloody chainsaw right right yeah yes. They think everywhere. the they think <laughs> their
1: parents are dead they search the entire place um the parents are not dead they can't there's no bodies or anything they can't find anything at all um so as they're like looking through the house um she's like oh well he used to keep all his notes on the recorder let's listen to it so he's listened to it and we hear him say like Oh, uh, my dear, sweet wife, Henrietta, has been taken over by the demons. And then, like, at that point, you know, they look over to the um, cellar door and they see Henrietta's head, like, pop up.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Who grabs somebody. Somebody was standing over there. I don't know. Uh, who, who grabs her feet? I don't remember whose feet they grab. Feet? Huh?
0: They grab anyone's
1: feet. Oh whatever. Anyway, so Jake and Ash, who manages to get out of his restraints, manage to like knock the you know, knock her back, knock her back down into the cellar and chain the cellar shut. Um, Not so, before
0: popping off her eyeball.
1: Well, sorry, yeah, her <laughs> eyeball that goes in Annie's mouth. Is it Annie's mouth or Bobby Joe's mouth? Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe's mouth. um yeah so anyway so they basically um yeah now they know that ash is like kind of on their side right um because you know he he didn't kill the parents obviously because there's no bodies there um and then he helped with henrietta they see like the wife was obviously he didn't do that made her into monsters there's just monsters there so then they're like they're trying to figure out what to do (laughs) at this point yeah um Okay, whatever. At uh, Ed, Ed's his name, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're trying to figure out. Yeah, figure out what's going on there. And Ed got a little bang on his head from the fight with Ash, right? Um. So he's laying down with a towel, and then he pops up, and he's evil Ed, right?
1: And then yeah, he does the the scene, which I think happens in all the movies, where like he floats. By the window and like yes. threatens you know, like you know, like vague threats <laughs> and like you know all kinds of like you know just vague dead by demonic dawn. yeah demonic sayings whatever yeah so he's saying dead by dawn Henrietta that's locked in the basement is saying you know joining dead the by chorus dawn, with them right yeah it's very annoying anyway <laughs> Um yeah so they do that whole thing and then they end up I think they fight Ed right don't they?
0: Well, he goes after Bobby Joe and takes out a part of her hair. Right. Um, he just grabs uh Hillbilly, uh Jake Jake by the face and throws him into the light bulb in the ceiling. Right. And he starts to attack Annie and then Ash disappears. He says, Come back, you coward. Yeah, he comes back with an axe.
1: <laughs> um yep. and then fights him and then chops him up. Uh and then I believe, and then Bobby Joe gets scared and runs into the woods.
0: Not, not yet. Um, they're playing the tapes, and they, you know, they they're looking outside after Ed's dead. Like we don't, we, I don't see the trail a little more. Um, and they start hearing weird, like train noises, locomotion noises. Like it sounds like something's trying to come through. So they go into a room, and there's somehow the spirit of Professor Noby telling them that they have you know how to bash it is in the book and they all go into the room and she's like jake you're holding my hand to that baby i ain't holding your hand and then it's Ash's severed hand which scares her then that, that causes her to run too. okay
1: and then she runs is that she runs in the woods um and they they run out kind of sort of look for her but they can't see her they don't know which way she went and um, they go back in the house and then jake ends up taking the gun and like you know taking over the situation they're saying like we're all gonna go look for bobby joe yeah Um. so they all go outside and they're looking for for bobby joe um i think annie gets attacked by the tree and that's when we get yeah Yeah. that's when we get that whole tree scene and then ash turns back into deadite ash because
0: he gets hit by the yeah right because jake hits him because Little, you know, Bobby Joe is tor- dragged apart by the trees and essentially smashed into the trees. Right. And mm-hmm. before they go out there, Jake throws the books pages into the cellar. It's like, now you gotta come with me. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, so he turns into Ash, and then like Jake and Ash are fighting. Annie gets away from the trees and gets back to the, uh, to the house. Um, and then as she's like barricading herself in the house because the evil's like trying to get in. Um, she manages, yeah. She blocks the front door, and then she blocks the back door, and then, like something comes in the back door, and she has the the Kandarian dagger ready, and then she just stabs at whatever comes through the door, and it was Jake,
2: <laughs> right in the gut. <laughs> yeah, she stabs
1: Jake <laughs> right in the gut, um, and then he falls to the ground, and then she immediately tries to slam the door and slams it into his, his legs, le- well on his body first, uh, and then yeah. she pulls him back a little bit more, and then slams it on his legs, and then pulls him back more, right. and then manages to close the door. Um, so like yeah De- deadite ash is like trying to get through the back door and she's like dragging him all the way into the front room
0: while because, screaming shut up
1: right because he keeps <laughs> screaming all the time like, um,
0: he's like howling
1: right yeah so they're trying to get to the front room because there's like weapons that that jake said he was going to use which of course yeah. he did not because he's severely injured um so that yeah <laughs> ash manages Dead deadite ash manages to break into the house and attack them um, and as he's like, you know, they're all doing a big fight and attacking them. He managed. He sees the janky uh, magnifying glass, costume, jewelry, necklace. Um, the same. The song plays that he played for um, Linda on the piano, and then and then he's just fixed. Yeah, he's just cured. Now he's not a dead
0: anymore. Well, now he's be- like, be- before 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 he does that, before that happens, before he changes back like grabs jake by the face and just drags him partially into the cellar and just and he tries skipping and just like gallons of blood is being right. shot at her right and he's he's pretty much dead and then right yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah so then yeah, so, but anyway they so they manage to they get the cellar shut again whatever um and then but yeah ash is now fixed um and Annie tries attacking him several times because she doesn't believe him um but eventually he no. convinces her that they're fine it's like, okay, great, so now they have to go into the basement that Henrietta just killed Jake in because they need those pages because the only way out of this is to read the the you know the reversing passages or whatever yes. they are to like to to turn the whole thing off
0: passage one brings the evil into a um uh, into a body in the physical body and passage two sends it back. Right. Um,
1: yeah. So they, so they, so they go down there. Um, and there's like a very long sequence of, of Ash, like finding like page by page by page. Um, and he ends up finding, um, Jake's like skeleton. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) And he finds the last of the pages, like in this back, you know, corner of the, of the, the basement. Um, and then of course on his way back, um, you know he has a fight with uh, Henrietta.
0: Yes, um, but he also got, you also got—you've got to mention the, the the short little montage of him gearing up to go in there. He gets his chainsaw for his hand. He cuts off the double barrel shotgun at this point. Well, is that right? is
1: that before this? I thought it was after yeah. this. Was it before, no, it was before this? Because he right.
0: attaches it to his hand to open the cellar door with the chainsaw. Oh,
1: okay, that's right. All right yeah so, yeah. I got news for you like sawing off a shotgun is actually making it less effective
0: it's <laughs> um, cool thing to do
1: yeah but two a chainsaw is not going to be able to saw through a gun barrel and three if it did the the, the ends are going to be so rough that you fire the thing once it's going to explode in your hand <laughs> yes but I guess it's cool right <laughs> so it essentially has a Mad Max shotgun with a stock still on it for some reason <laughs> yeah um, so, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, he goes down there, um, yeah, and on his way out, he fights Henrietta. Um, there's like an up and down the stairs thing. He manages the. He th- okay. He throws the pages to Annie, and they manage yeah. to stay in one little bundle, and she catches them without without even there's like no effort to it at all yeah it's like what was the last time you threw a stack of papers at anyone
0: in fairness they're pretty (laughs) they were pretty wet in the basement i'm just
1: saying (laughs) saying, if you throw a stack of paper at anybody the paper's going fucking everywhere there's no way it's staying in a stack Uh, but anyway so she takes the pages and as he's like having a showdown with henrietta who now like grows like a weird snake neck and her head turns into like a i don't even know what that is like a deformed monster head i don't even know what that is whatever she's got a long snake neck she keeps saying i'll swallow your soul again and again and again and again." Yes. um so she manages to uh get out the first passage um and then she gets and then the the, the forest like comes alive like the trees start attacking yes, the, the trees house. come alive yeah the trees start attacking yep. the house and everything and the, one of them stabs her or right or something hits her and
0: no it's Ash's severed hand that has the da- the dagger and it stabs Outta. her at the back.
1: Something hits. Something <laughs> kills her. Well, gets her near death. So as Ash is like fighting, uh, now it's like a giant forest face yes. <laughs> that's like coming through the front door. Um, as he's like fighting that, um, she's like whispering the last few words of the passages as she's dying. Um, and he uh, puts a chainsaw like in this giant thing's eyeball. <laughs> Um, anyway so she says the last of it and it opens up like this big portal that just starts sucking everything in Um, it sucks in the car it sucks in like you know appliances (laughs) and trees and all kinds of stuff Um, and eventually uh, sucks Ash through it as well you know with his final words of like how do you stop it for god's sake how do you stop right and so that yeah he gets he gets sucked through um, and then we get the the final scene is where he falls from the sky um, and he lands in like what appears to be medieval times. Yep. um, And then immediately fights like a, a winged deadite thing and then kills it. And then he's hailed as a hero.
0: Yes. And it, what's mentioned is in the, when they're going over the pages of Necronomicon is this is the chosen one, or the prophesized one. He was promised one. He was supposed to stop Israel. And he's like, Shutter's like, what's wrong? It's like, someone stepped over my, walked over my grave. Well, if
1: you look at the picture, to... it looks like a child's drawing of ash.
0: I know. And yeah. <clears throat> he's like, he's supposed to stop it. Well, he didn't do a very good job. And then he realized when he traveled back that it was him. him. Yeah. And well, truth be told, he did not do a very good job.
1: Correct. Right. Um, yeah. So then, yeah, then that happens. They all like. You know, hail the promised one, and he's like, "No," and then it's it, and
0: then it's over. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm sure I don't know if you even saw Eve led before Eve led Two. I'm not sure my order of seeing them either. Um, I
1: almost uh, okay. I'm about ninety nine percent sure I saw two before I saw one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think most people did Yeah. Um. 'Cause I remember as like, I, mean, actually, I was, this was a long time ago.
1: Yeah, well, you know me, I like to watch things from the beginning. And a buddy of mine was like, Here, watch yeah. Evil Dead too. And I'm like, Well, I've never seen the first one. He's like, You don't have to. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't? He's like, well, I was like, What do you mean you don't have to? And he's like, literally, the first movie is like they tell you what happened in the first five minutes anyway. I'm like, Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, they do.
1: Yeah. I mean yeah, that's he was exactly right. But yeah, it's Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I saw two. I, I saw two and then Army of Darkness, and then I saw one. I'm pretty sure. Okay.
0: I mean obviously on the rewatches and stuff like that. So, you know, what were your what are your thoughts on the re- every time you rewatch it? You know, do you do you feel like it built on the first one well enough? Do you like this better? I will mean, obviously we'll see that um, across, you know, out of ten, but
1: right. What what I feel like what I feel like two is I feel like two is them just going back and making the movie they wanted to make the first time but one didn't have the budget to, and two didn't have the confidence to, Um, and I'm referring to both Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, because again, like, as I was saying in the first one, this stuff is in its infancy, right? They wanted to do interesting new things and they did to to a degree. I'm not saying they did not. They did a lot of cool, interesting things, but they didn't go that one step further that, you know, they wanted to. Um, And I think this movie is essentially just them remaking the same movie. um, But, Being able to do the things they wanted to do, you know, again, Bruce is now confident enough to do the goofy stuff he's known for the things that he wanted to do originally, I'm sure, but didn't feel like he could pull it off. Um, And now, you know, he's, you know, accomplished enough where he feels like he can pull it off and he does. Um, And then Sam Raimi is again, confident enough to do all these weird shots, you know, like all the, you know, people looking in different corners like over and over again. I I swear to God, that seems like five minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) where it's like you get the first scene of like oh it's ash and annie staring at all these corners while this weird noise is happening and then we cut to jake and bobby joe looking at all the different corners going back and forth like dude how long is this scene just ended already but um, again that's things that you know they wanted to do in the first one because you can see they took the step the first step but never took the second step and this movie is like basically them just taking the second step for everything they wanted to do in the first one um is essentially what this one is i mean it's in the same place <laughs> right it's essentially the mm-hmm. same movie i mean yes i know they you know basically retold the first one they didn't want to make it a true remake they wanted to like you know kind of sort of keep it a sequel but I mean, again they changed enough in their intro that it is a sequel yes <laughs> or it, it is a, a remake sequel or i don't
0: even a requel whatever you call it <laughs> I just um, call it a sequel, honestly.
1: I mean, it is. I'm just saying, but they changed enough in the intro where they like they, it's not even the same amount of people. <laughs> um, I, I know to keep it simple in the first five minutes, I get it, because if there's five people, you, then you, it would have been 15 minute intro instead of five.
0: <laughs> well, and legal reasons and all that. Yeah, stuff, I'm sure. So.
1: I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying there's a bad reason for any of that. I'm just saying, yeah. basically, this movie is them making the movie they wanted to make the first time. But yeah. this time they get to do all the things they wanted to do. And they had a little bit more money to do more interesting stuff, you know, so they don't have to use the Mickey Mouse gloves and the bad makeup. This one, they actually have the latex and like the, the contacts mm-hmm. and, you know, all the, all the stuff that makes it look better. You know, the big, huge tree monster and stuff like all of these things can be visualized now instead of just, you know, imagination. Right. And all the, all of the, um, Stop motion animation. <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's the stop motion is because, and we see it especially in Army Darkness as well, is that he also wanted to write a love letter to Ray Harryhausen, right? The godfather of, of stop motion animation for everything. And they actually had, like, you know, special effects crew on this one. And, you know, they said, I remember listening to them talk. Talk about the, the contacts everywhere, they could not see shit out of those
1: contacts. Yeah, back in those days, yeah. <laughs> if you had a solid colored contacts, yeah, you weren't seeing anything. Yeah. People had to
0: tell you where things were. Irritated everyone's eyes and, and all that stuff. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's trying kind to, of, you know, I feel like I saw Evil Dead 2 on some drive in thing before Armory Darkness, but I. Like the first one, I probably sat down and watched was Army of Darkness, just because, you know how young I was when these. You know I wasn't born for the first one; I was two for the second one. But Army of Darkness came on on the Comedy Channel uh, after MSC3K like every weekend <laughs> in the early nineties.
1: Um, yeah, no, we used to we used to rent uh, Evil Dead Two all the time. Like whenever we had yeah. a party, Evil Dead Two would be like playing on repeat. <laughs> and like yeah. in the background, it was like atmosphere for the for the for the party. It was always on. Um, uh, and Army Darkness, we didn't put it. We didn't put in the mix until later. Um, and like I said, the first one, I don't think I watched until probably a few years later. Yeah. Um, but back then, Evil Dead One was not readily available. Like you could go to the video dude. store and you could go to the video store and find Evil Dead Two and Army Darkness, but you could not find the first one. The first one was hard to find. Correct.
0: Yeah um yeah but i mean evil Dead two yes they there's a lot of reasons why they read they didn't have the rights to their own movie which was stupid they couldn't get the actors back at that point in time um you know they already had the contract being written up about you know hiring people and we had that come to fruition with Chris glover and back to the future too even even using archival footage and all that legal crap that goes with it right mm-hmm. um But I mean, they got the gist of it, and canonically, you know, his Cheryl does die in the woods, especially in the comics, especially in the video games, and the you know, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead TV show. That still all happens. Everything that happens in one and two is still canonically there. Um, and I would argue that it would make more sense that he's gone completely crazy versus just Linda, than Linda and three of his other friends including his sister you know it's more of a mental break for the character um i think, yeah they ramp up the stuff i mean you know like i said i watch all the stuff i can out of it behind the scenes you know they said that you know bruce campbell's the greatest reverse actor in in hollywood because a lot of the shots they do is reverse acting like bobby joe getting the eyeball she actually spits it out and it goes backwards as opposed to going into her mouth. So there's a lot of reverse acting. And this was movie was really made just for Sam Raimi to torture their crap out of Bruce Campbell. It hit him with as many things as possible. Um, if you watch the behind-the-scenes with the, they call it the Muppet, uh, Linda, when she's attacking him with the chainsaw, you just see Sam Raimi, hit him, hit him again, hit him again. Just to torture his friend, because they're childhood friends. Right. But no, I think this is a great mythos that we start to see it's a good transition piece between, you know, uh, evil dead and army of darkness that he wasn't, he was pretty useless in the first one. And he starts getting into his own right, but you see him, especially like when he fires a shotgun while shooting at the hand, how slow he is changing the, sh- you know, reloading the gun. He's very slow. And then you see that progression of him getting better being one handed with the shotgun in army of darkness. So I think this is the, a perfect stepping stone in the trilogy. And it's bloodier, gorier. Um, and they said that, you know, they the reason why there's all these different colors of blood is because of the amount of blood they used was the most used in a movie. And up up with, until that point, yeah. Up until that point, yeah. yeah. And so it had to be different colors. It couldn't be all blood red because it would be rated X for the amount of blood being used. So they got they had to get that already, and the way they did it was with the different colored bloods. That's why you have blue and greens and blacks in there. Um, no, as I said, I think this is a damn good movie, and I love, I can probably quote this just as much as the first one. Um, but what are your highlights for this movie?
1: Um, yeah, like I say I mean, it, it's essentially, this is, for me, this is Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell at their peak. Yeah. This is this is again this is now they have their confidence they can make the movie that they wanted to make um and and it's they're fantastic. They're they're great in in the movie that the, the and this movie that they make it's great. Mm-hmm. Um I think after this movie it it gets into territory that I'm not a huge fan of. So where it becomes a parody of itself and it becomes right. just a big jokey mess. <laughs> But this movie is peak. This is this is where they have the perfect balance of everything. They have the perfect balance of you know horror comes in and there's like real horror things happening, right? People are dying. There's blood everywhere. But then the, you know right after that there's jokes, right? Yep. But it's it's enough to even it out, and it's 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 a it's a fair amount both ways. It doesn't go too heavy one or the other. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like a, a they, they're perfectly balanced. Me, that's like I'm saying. This is the the peak that I think Sam Raimi hit. <laughs> and especially with bruce campbell there <laughs> this is the peak of it like i said this is i think the best version of a movie we're ever going to have with it with the two of them involved maybe there, there's no, it, something it that works yeah it is <laughs> It'll I, be- I can guarantee you it already is <laughs> yeah uh
0: i mean do you think yeah obviously we mentioned special effects our special effects are a hell of a lot better right <laughs>
1: Uh yeah I mean yeah everything again this is everything is is one up in this movie right um even yeah. you take the shotgun the shotgun in the first movie was a single shot one barrel breech loaded shotgun in this movie it's a double barrel shotgun and I think that metaphor goes for basically everything in this movie um yeah. the first movie is again the one <laughs> round breech load shotgun <laughs> and this movie is two barrels right it's it's everything but a little bit more you know they have more budget so they have better effects yep. you know they have better acting because Bruce is more confident they have more money to get better actors you know um yeah. and you know it's again everything is just that one step up better than the first one and this is this is the movie i think they wanted to make the first time and luckily they got to make it a second time and i think that this is uh, again this is the peak of, of what they they've created together
0: right um and you know, I completely agree with that. That's a good highlight. It's one of my highlights, too. And what also is interesting is, and this is why I also compare it to the Alien franchise, is, let's face it, the 80s were, were notorious for making a sequel every year for a lot of the 80s for the big franchises. Right. Um, but you have this you know, five years out in theaters between them. You know, and there's another seven till Army of Darkness, right? And the only franchise that do- waits that long be- between, you know, movies was Alien. And Alien didn't need to have a movie every year or two years. Is about every what seven, eight ish, essentially.
1: Well, Alien was seventy nine, and Aliens was eighty six. So that's seven. Yeah. And then I mean, Alien, Alien 3, I believe, was 92,
0: 3? 3. Yeah. But this almost followed the exact same timeline, because it was made in 79, didn't come out in 79, but then 86, and then 90, 93.
1: Well, again, I think it also follows uh, quality-wise. Yeah. Uh, like, again, I would say this is, again, when people say, you know, name a sequel that's better than the original, this is one of the ones that I always say. It's Evil Dead 2 is... Better than the first one, is that yeah. use, use the shotgun metaphor, right? Everything is just right. better. It's just a a better version of what it was in the original one. It's the same thing, just better.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I completely agree. The everything's better. Um. Low points, yes. You know, Jake was supposed to be annoying and stupid, and he was good at it. Um. Yeah. They do have. You know the episode, you know everyone has to shout each other's name for a couple of minutes right this time this this one's Bob Joe. Mm-hmm. um but other than that, I'll make low points i don't I don't really have low points other than the obvious dub that was done that they just didn't reshoot it um huh. <sighs> what about low points for you
1: um I don't know who the continuity guy was in this movie. Um, but they need to be fired. I mean, when you look at scene to scene to scene, it is radically different. The blood on Bruce Campbell's face is different in every freaking scene. He's in. like, it's in the same kind of sort of configuration, but it is totally different every time. Sometimes it's a smear of red. Sometimes it's like a weird black caterpillar line. Um, I mean, it's, it's very bizarre. It goes back and forth. You'll have one scene where they're literally completely soaked in blood. And the next scene, they are dry, and there's no blood on them at all. And in the very first one, there's a goofy scene where he gets covered in blood and then walks over to the table and touches his face with a rag, and then it goes away. This one doesn't even have that. It doesn't even bother showing you that he touched his face with a rag. It's just gone. (laughs) There's a scene where Annie gets sprayed all over, completely soaked in blood. Next scene, no blood at all i mean everything just switches around and like wounds seem to move around like bobby joe's shoulder wound moves like three different times (laughs) um i mean his again his face wounds move all over the place people are soaked in all kinds of different colored blood and then it's just they're magically dried and and laundered the next scene um yeah the continuity on this movie is ridiculous again watching it for the first time you're probably not going to notice I've seen it too many times. I notice these things because I'm again when you've seen it too many times and you're looking for details, you notice all the stuff. But yeah, whoever the continuity guy, well, I I think there wasn't a continuity.
0: No, I there was not.
1: Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> There's no continuity guy that like takes a picture of the end of the scene to make them look like that at the beginning of the next scene. There was that. None of that. <laughs> Just right. I think it was here. I mean, so other than the the blood unibrow, everything pretty much moves around all the time.
0: Yes. Oh, and I would, I could, I could argue and agree with you for Annie, for Ash, I would argue that as part of his insanity, that he's envisioning all the stuff, so therefore it didn't stick to it. I could argue that, I don't think that's the case, but it's really just like we just filled the house with blood. Okay, now what?
1: Well, <laughs> you know, okay, well, like in the, work, in, the work shed, in the workshop, in the workshop, he gets covered with like thick black tar blood. Yeah. His entire face, his whole shirt, his whole body is covered in it. Next scene, totally fine. He's got his little blood marks all over his face, and I think his neck is a little bit of dirt on it, and that's it. It is somehow <laughs> completely gone in the next scene. Yeah. And that was black tar blood. It's like there's no way that it could just disappear.
0: Yeah. I so said the other, the, the gallons of swimming pool of blood. You know They show it coming back out, so I just took it as he's going crazy. Right.
1: Yeah, I know it, it did hold the record for the most blood used in the movie for a while. I don't remember it took what. a long
0: time. Yeah,
1: I don't remember what took it over, but something else
0: did. It took an awful long time.
1: But I think the movie that held it before them was a very short-lived one, because I think it was Dead Alive. Uh,
0: dead Alive was the 90s. You sure, I think that beat it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I, all right. Maybe it beat it. I know it. It was the yeah. winner at some point in time. So
0: it, that's the one that that's the one that beat it. Yeah, because essentially is the, it's, it's the New Zealand Evil Dead, right? <laughs> um, the guy kind of looks like Bruce Campbell too.
1: But it, I, don't know. Uh, I watched them all at the same time. I have no idea what year they yeah. came out.
0: Yeah, Peter Jackson, Dead Alive, early nineties. So no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're. Good low points though. So why don't you go first? How many makeshift crosses out of 10 would you give this one?
1: Um, this one, like I said, it's um I do like this movie a lot. I've i watched it a lot of times. Um uh I will I'll give this one uh a, a nine. I'll give it a nine. nine makeshift crosses out of ten. Again, I, I like I said, this is the peak of mm-hmm. the things that they've made.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh I'm going all the way to 10. I mean, it's it's better than the first one. <laughs> what a shock i'm shocked i know right i know i know uh i know you'd be shocked so all right well let's bring let's round it out we'll tag team army of darkness arguably not a horror movie <laughs> i don't even know if arguably it's just not a horror
1: movie even though at the in the end credits it does say the ultimate in medieval horror, I'm like mm, no, mm, it's yeah. an adventure movie. I mean, it literally has like Danny Elfman making an adventure theme <laughs> for yes. the movie. Like this is an yes. adventure movie. That's plain and simple. Yes, yes. this is like yeah, in is, yeah. in the vein of Willow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Sam Raimi's Willow.
0: Yes, I mean it was originally going to be called Medieval Dead. <laughs> um or Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness, which is the official title, so Bruce Campbell's name is trademarked.
1: Well, yeah, uh, I was going to say in the opening <laughs> credits, it is like they uh-huh. show the animated smoke, and it's like they're not even pretending like he's
0: Ash Williams anymore. It's Bruce Campbell Correct. versus
1: Army of Darkness. Like, this is just Bruce Campbell.
0: Correct. Um. So, we get Uh. he we get the, you know, you probably wonder how I got to a situation like this type. Oh, right. right. Yeah.
1: Like, oh, uh, yeah. I'm a slave. <laughs> and so they, they essentially. Uh, I am Ash Williams. I am a slave. Right. Yeah. They neuter the ending of two. So where the same ending happens where he falls from the sky, they literally use the same footage of him falling from the sky. Um, but yes. the whole uh, flying deadite part does not happen.
0: Right, so he just falls at this point.
1: Yeah, he falls from the sky. People find him, they assume he's like, you know, a witch from the future or something, and they chain him up.
0: Well, they thought he was part of Eric the Red's troops. Oh uh, that's right. why he's enslaves Eric the Red is captured, which I figured you'd play Eric the Red a lot too in the game.
1: Well, you gotta unlock him first. Yeah. Henry is his
0: name. Henry the Red. Sorry, Henry the Red. Um but <laughs> But yeah, it, it, it's, you're correct. I mean, they, they you know, you wonder how I got here. I used to have it all. Then we get, then we were introduced to Smart, The first introduction of Mart that he is a stock boy. Um, and he took Linda, this time played by? Bridget Fonda. Yep. Um,
1: who, it's <laughs> very, it's very funny. People, <laughs> right? Because Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, Linda has a lot of hair. Like it's yes. big and fluffy and all over the place because they were both made in the eighties, right? They're big yes. and fluffy and all over the place. And then Bridget Fonda has like a pixie cut. Yep. <laughs> so there's like no hair at all. It's like you don't even look anywhere close to the same. Right. But but Bridget Fonda <laughs> is probably the best looking out of the three. So
0: I'll give him a pass. Uh but you know, something happens, you know. Then it came for me. Went in my hand and got bad, so I lopped it off with the breast. And it still has footage of him doing it with the chainsaw. And right. So okay, they re- and they
1: somehow locked his stump into the manacles. Yes. <laughs> like uh, if you put <laughs> handcuffs on a wrist stump, it's gonna fall right off. Like, what are you doing?
0: Uh. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So essentially, we get that. Even. Even. A uh, shorter previews. Um, um. You know, and they do all that. Then he's there. and He's like, hey, you know. Yeah, tell him, you know, tell Henry, I'm not, he's like, I'm not with you. He's like, I know. Well, why don't you tell him? I don't think it'll help, lad.
1: I, I, do, not, I do
0: not think he'll listen, lad. <laughs> um, he's, he's like, I don't even know these assholes. <laughs> uh, he is 100% quippy in this movie. He is full on ham hero that we don't, that we don't deserve, that we don't want either right um so he's being taken back to the castle uh you know the his his you know the knights attack his car like some beast which is dumb but uh you know the the wise man with mr uh mr pitt from seinfeld um (laughs) lane's boss is you know uh crap what's his name but the old guy—he's just—he's 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 just wise guy. He's just, he's just, he's just yeah, wise it's man, yeah. I don't even think he yeah. had a name. Yeah. So, um, they're taken back, and they're start executing them, and you know, they're they're like <laughs> the the peasants look like they're in the middle of the Black Plague. <laughs> well, you're supposed to. You, know? uh, you don't know if you're in medieval yeah.
1: times unless the peasants look like they're having the Black Plague. Yeah. Even though the, so, the machinery that powers the pit is like from the Industrial Revolution, <laughs> correct? Like somehow they have like manufactured things with bolts and rivets and stuff. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. somehow I think you're about 500 years too soon for that, buddy.
0: And then, and then we get, then we get to meet you know his Sheila, his love interest. You know, you know, Did my brother return? No, Henry's met killed, and she starts hitting Ash. They undo him. And he gets, you know, one guy gets into the pit and they throw him to the pit. Um, you just don't, you don't hear, you don't see anything, but you hear like growling and screaming. And then just a black geyser of blood comes out of the pit. I'm like, I don't think one person holds that kind of blood in them, but sure, why not? Um, He was about to get thrown in the pit. He gets hit in the head by a rock by Sheila. Gets groggy. And then Lord Arthur signals and he gets thrown in the pit and we get to meet the pit wench and the other beast. And, you know, Spikes? He wants Spikes? Get Spikes and, he, like, have this contraption to pull a chain and have Spikes wall come in right. on them.
1: Yeah, and this is a world that hasn't even hit the Renaissance yet. So. Correct.
0: Uh, so, you know, he's fine enough. He's able to kill one of the wenches. The wise man, he he goes, or uh, he he... Um, Ancient future one or whatever he called them. Strange one strange one. one. Tr- strange one. He tossed down his gun and chainsaw. Well he doesn't th- he chainsaw. J- just the chainsaw. chainsaw. He jumps up, does the ha and he fits, you know, shoves his stump into the chainsaw and is able to defeat it. There's some hilarity in as he's, you know, killing the pit wench. The arm, hand goes up, hits a guy in the face, and then he sees the chain being Raises up, he takes his belt off, wraps it around the chain, is able to come out of there. Um, and then his gun magically appears. Yes, then he has
1: his gun because so. the gun was not in a holster on his back, nor was it given to him by the old man. It yes. magically appears. Correct. After he threatens,
0: like the little scraggly guy. Correct. He gets out there and he's like, "All right, who wants some? You? Do you want some?" Huh? I can't hear you <laughs> um and then yeah he's going there he's like you know this is who I am you know get me out of here you know freeze freeze Henry and one of the the thing he caught the arm off climbs out of the pit as well and he has a gun and he shoots it and you know he starts uh Arthur's getting mad because he let his enemy go, Henry. like, for that insolence, you shall pay. Pull a sword. And he sh- shoots his, shatters his sword with his shotgun. And then he goes into his details about the shotgun to the peasants. Shop smart, shop S smart, all that stuff. And then they realize, you know, hey, he's able to kill these deadites. Um, he killed it publicly, so now he is the promised one. Finally, he gets all cleaned up. Um, I would never want to eat grapes that way, but that's always seems to be in the fantasy realm of things. Well, yeah,
1: when when you get into the uh, hedonism, that's how you're supposed to eat grapes.
0: Apparently, I, I, I'm very picky with my grapes. I just can't imagine. I don't to eat find, grapes at all. Biting are... into a, just a bunch of grapes like that. Your grapes are gross. Yeah. So he's getting all pampered. Um, they figure out that he's talking about he's from the future. He went through this vortex. Talking to the wise one, and he's like, the text, and Sheila's like, I thought you was Henry. Met first, you want to kill me, now you want to screw me. Blow, first, uh, you want to kill me, now you want to kiss me. You want to kiss me, sorry, blow, blow. <laughs> um, and she makes him, yeah, you know, like, oh, and then you know, he goes, um, you know, he so the wise man, he's like, Hey, if you get us the we can there'll be passage there that can send you back to your time uh but we also need to you know get rid of the evil once and for all like he looks at his hand missing hands like i don't want to do that and then you know there is a dead in the castle that he kills shoots it a couple times um he's like all right I'll get <laughs> and
1: then back. and then well then after he kills it the old man just goes like oh no anyway, and he just <laughs> yeah. steps in and just continues the conversation like nothing happened right.
0: right, I mean, if you have a dead eye in your midst that's somehow right. something yeah, like
1: is not is they don't care at all like, the, nothing just yeah. happens
0: yeah Um. Uh. so he gets on a quest but he's like, if I'm gonna go there, I gotta be prepared you know, we have a montage of him working the blacksmith, he makes because he is a smart man who's able to out how to do all this chainsaw stuff to weld it to his arm now he makes himself a hand Um, Sheila makes him a a sure he's like oh I could use a blanket for my horse (laughs) okay
1: well he makes a fully functional cybernetic hand it's not just a fake prosthetic hand it is a fully functional cybernetic hand that can like crush metal yes with medieval technology using tools that don't exist (laughs) at that
0: time Yes. Um, so yeah, essentially, then he goes on his quest. Like, hey, when you go to the crypt to the altar, you have to say the three magic words, "Clatu Barata Nikto, right? Which is from, you know, I don't know, the day that the Earth stood still. That's what they had to do to stop the giant robot. Um, um Bort. Yeah. So that's where he gets it from. Just throwing in some hamminess in there from Sam Raimi. Um, he's like, okay, cool. Uh and he goes, and he's going there, and he goes. Essentially, horse gets very distracted and weirded out by the things in the forest. Rightfully so, because we we have, um, the the point of view again from the evil that we can't see. He's running away. He goes into a windmill. That's also a mill. I mean, that's what they obviously were for at that point in time. Right. Um, and so he's there and he sees a mirror. And he, because of we had evil at two, you know, the, he remembers, you know, an evil version of being in the mirror. Um, so he smashes the mirror and then a whole bunch of tiny ashes come out and some Gulliver's travel meets three stooges shenanigans starts to happen in the windmill. Um, to the point they tie him up, uh, he they make him ingest one of them. He drinks skull in the hot water, uh, kills him, and then starts growing out of him. Dear God, it's getting bigger. He bursts out of the windmill. He has a head grown off. him. howls at the moon like the exact scene from Wolfman. Um, and then another ash grew and comes out of his body, and but has both hands. Um, and he's like, who are you? Um, you're good, Ash. I'm bad, Ash. And he starts, you know, two shoes, fighting with each other, more three stooges, good, bad, I'm the one with the gun, shoots him in the face, chops him up <laughs> with the chainsaw, because he knows the routine at this point in time. And we get our third shot of him being even better at making crosses for bearing his self at this point. Um... He eventually gets to the cemetery. He's like, Alright, we're ending this. He gets there. He finds three books. Um, one is a, a vortex that essentially sucks him in, and he gets some like very claymation face that he has to shake out of it. The other one is like a monster manual or a, a mimic that bites his hand and starts attacking him. Um he realizes, okay, well, by clearly this is the right one. Uh doesn't remember the words Klatu, verata Nick. No, there's an N-word, something. And he just <laughs> coughs out. There, I said all the words. Grabs a book. Cemetery starts blowing up. Skeletons start coming out. He rides back. Um, he gets back into the castle. Uh, he's like, all right, I got your damn book. Now Send me back, just like our deal. Did you reflect the words? Well, maybe didn't say every tiny little syllable, but I said it mostly. You fool. You doomed us all. Well, can send me back yeah well send me back um evil ash is reformed and he is very much broad away for the two hours it's been <laughs> you agree
1: uh, well i mean yeah <laughs>
0: they yeah. had to make him look different yes um so yeah they're working on that uh he's like all right. Well, you failed us. He's like, okay, I, I will help. Um, do it. And Evil Ash raises the army of darkness, which is deadites and zombies. No, not zombies, but um, well,
1: there's deadites. Something. I mean, and
0: skeletons. Yeah,
1: yeah. It goes. It goes from. It depends on how long they've been dead. So it goes from like skeletons all the way up to like you know freshly dead zombies.
0: Yeah um so yeah so he's like okay we gotta stay in fight so then we have another training montage we trains the knights how to fight differently the knights know how to fight uh he starts making um essentially explosives because he has the chemistry book from college in the back he literally
1: he literally makes gunpowder
0: yeah
2: (laughs)
1: <laughs> so yeah. he knows exactly how to mix it up in the right things because he looks at a page in a book, which I'm sorry, no chemistry book is gonna give you the formula for
0: gunpowder. Correct. Not gonna happen. You know, and then he starts working on, on the car and he starts preparing for this all out siege. Uh and he's like, Hey, we need to you know, we also need to get sold out to to Henry. Maybe he'll help fight us because there's plague hit, you know, because they mentioned it on that the deadites are also plaguing his people, too. Um, Sheila gets kidnapped by the flying beast he killed at the end of Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. The same flying beast takes her and capture her and she becomes the evil ash queen. She essentially is turned into a deadite as well, but arguably the best-looking deadite. Oh, now that hair is atrocious. Not very much, changed. Yeah, That hair is atrocious. But, uh, she looks much worse yeah. as a deadite. I'm just saying, I'm saying like most human like Dead Eye. How about that? <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, yeah, so they and then we have a good old castle siege in this third movie of a horror trilogy. Uh, that they start fighting and losing, they're getting killed. And he's like, oh, now I'll take out my car that I converted into this medieval killing machine.
1: Well, if you you notice, the book that was right underneath Chemistry was about Steamworks. So he apparently built a steam engine in his car. With Uh, with, Blacksmith parts in less than a day.
0: Yes. Yep. Um, So just heroic music ensues. You know, we get the Danny Elfman theme. We have the battle. Stuff goes back and forth. He was going to he was killing a bunch of deadites, and then he sees Sheila. He stops, so he turns over, turns sharply, car explodes. You know, you found me beautiful once, honey. You got real ugly. And starts attacking him. She kind of stabs her and throws her into the pit. Um, All this while, the general of evil Ash is watching. He goes like, all right, I'll do it myself. Goes in there and starts killing people. Show, you know, essentially a one-on-one standoff. And eventually happens between, you know, Ash and evil Ash. Um, And he gets burned alive So he's just a skeleton And then he has the book He's dumb, very claymation And animatronic a bit And then so he essentially explodes Because he landed on a, on a bag of gunpowder That ash lights And uh, um, catapult Explodes, book is saved Henry's men came too Everyone's living peacefully and then the wise man gives them like all right take these seven drops and this will bring you back to your own time and he's telling the story then to ted ramey and the female co like yeah i could have stayed and been king but i decided to come back here and then you know whatever happened to the diets oh it's okay then uh patriot of s turns into a deadite, and he gets like pump action handle shotgun. <laughs> it's a winchester model 94 okay it's a lever
1: action okay so which if uh, you, if you so have then... the 44 caliber version it does hold 15 rounds so that's fair for the amount of times you shot okay
0: so that's pretty accurate then well i don't know about accurate but it's, it's,
1: <laughs> a lot of people are like how did these shoot so many bullets out of that thing well oh, if it's if it's the lower caliber you can hold the decent amount yeah.
0: But I'm sorry. Why, he they, why the they kept same. a
1: loaded gun in the gun counter at an S Mart, I don't know.
0: Correct. Um, I'm sorry. He didn't, he had to recite the words for the fun. I, I get mixed up the two endings sometimes because I watch it a lot, both of them. Well, the, well there's uh, the
1: Rip Van Winkle ending. Right. There's that the Rip ending.
0: Van Winkle yeah. is the seven drops, the repassage is it? It's like, did you say that right this time? Well, maybe not every tiny key a syllable. Right. So Deadites, you know, came back. He, self-fulfilling prophecy that he didn't rank with the deadites back then and then he takes off his s shirt. he's still wearing that uniform underneath, me some shirt or Hail to the King Baby, and kisses and the movie
1: now I think they should have kept the Rip Van Winkle ending, that way they could have had a sequel that was like a Mad Max, like
0: post-apocalyptic sequel <laughs> they, they are debating that stuff alright <clears throat> good enough for the recap Yes, I, think I got everything. <laughs> uh, as I said before, this is probably the first one of this trilogy I ever saw that I can recall seeing and knowing it because like I said it's always at the end of Mystery Science Theater 3000 on a Comedy Channel, not Comedy Central, but this is you know early nineties Comedy Channel. I always like I'd always watch the beginning. Of it, I'm like, why does this guy look familiar from the opening part of the movie? But this is pre-internet, so we're talking like 1993 here, before I had the internet to be able to look this stuff up. Um, it, it was Probably by 94 or 95 I was able to go to the theater or video rental place and realize it's a full trilogy. Um, but yeah, this is the one this, I watched the first. Um, I can see why it was on Comedy Central. Because uh, it's not a horror movie. By... Really any stretch of imagination. No, it's
1: it's essentially what it is, is it's a horror themed adventure comedy.
0: Yes. That's what it is. Um I mean, I still enjoy the movie. I really like the movie. Uh but what what about you for your first watches or your rewatches for this?
1: Um yeah. Just whenever whenever I watch this movie, I just see all the other movies that I hate that stemmed out of this you know all these yeah. other just terrible movies that decided like oh I'll just put a whole bunch of you know jokes in my movie and then just be self-aware of how bad it is and then I'll just make it funny like so many people yes. did this and they and it, again it spawned a whole like you know I, I don't even know like a whole genre of just very terrible intentionally bad horror movies like trying to emulate the feeling you get from this movie or this franchise specifically. But I would say this movie is really where they get a lot of that stuff from. And I it really just annoys the crap out of me. Because I hate those movies. I think they're <clears throat> a pox <laughs> on, the, on the horror franchise in general. It just, they're so lazy and just so, you know, sloppily done. I just, I, I yeah. can't stand them. Um, But yeah, this movie to me is like the very start of that. And it just, it just reminds me of it as as, as I go through it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I mean, do you how do you feel about it being in line with his character though, Ash Williams? I think it lines up perfectly for now, essentially nearly forty years of this character in this state.
1: Um, I mean, it does, but I think again, this movie I think takes it a step too far. I think the perfect balance was in Evil Dead Two. You know, yeah. The perfect balance is, you know, there's the some serious kind of horror-y things going on, and then it's balanced out with comedy. Right? I mean, it's 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 a horror comedy, you know. I mean, there's no other way to say it, but it it balances it out and it does it well. This one just amps up the comedy. And like, it's not like intelligent comedy. It's like three stooges level physical slapstick comedy. And they just like right. amp that up to eleven, and then you have like this. You know, mediocre, average story that they just kind of like barely put there. <laughs> like it's like the most cheesy, tropish, you know, generic adventure story ever, and they're just just basically trying to sell this like you know cheesy, you know, slapstick, hammy comedy over the top of it. Um, and again, it's you know, it's it's fun the first time you watch it, but like the more times I watch it, the more annoyed I get with it because there's just like these such long, long sequences. That are just, like, nothing but hammy slapstick comedy. There's nothing else. Yes.
0: And it's, like, it gets real old real fast. Well, because, I mean, they started doing Three Stooges stuff, and you can clearly see that in St. work. He loves the Three Stooges.
1: Right. And again, yeah, that they, they, they do it? Was there a couple little gags in two? Yeah, there was. But it wasn't, yeah. again, it wasn't, like, overbearing, right? It was, it was just a couple little yeah. things. It's like, okay, that's stupid, but whatever. It's, like, overall, it doesn't affect the movie. This one, it is, like, non stop. It's like, please stop. Please give me something else. Give me anything else other than Three Stooges gags. I mean, it's like from the moment he leaves on that quest. Yes. To the moment that he gets back to the castle, it is literally wacky Three Stooges hijinks for like 30 minutes. And it it gets real old, man. (laughs) It's like, just come (laughs) on, just stop. Like, I really just want to like, fast forward through it like it's so annoying like when he's interacting with other characters it's fun you know what i mean it's it's interesting that's what he gets his you know his fun one-liners when he's like interacting with other people i think that's where he's at his you know that's where it's at the peak that that's where it's most the most fun And it's like when he's just doing this like wacky overacting with himself like i understand that's where he shines but it gets real old it's like come on <laughs> Like, you know, give us a break in between, give us something like meet an old lady in the woods or something, you know what I mean? Like to have some interaction with another character instead of just like wacky overacting of him just over and over and over again, nonstop. Right. It's just, I again, mean, like too, I said, it's too, too much. It's too much.
0: Yeah, to, to me, um, this was his testing of what we got from Xena Hercules from Samurai the action comedy, adventure comedy. Um, and I understand at this point in time, you know, that the guy who co-wrote Evil Dead 2 couldn't do it, so it was just Sam and his brother, and they wanted to do, they wanted to have an adventure story of it, and not so much horror, because let's face it, horror was fairly dead by this point in time, as far as people knew it. Well, as the as, slashers were gone.
1: Yeah, as far as traditional, yeah. Yeah, there was still around but yeah. you had to do something interesting with it, like I said this is the the time of scream, you know, where like scream was just priming up right, and then scream came out it did not do a whole lot differently? No, it just twisted it a bit and made it a little bit more interesting and a little bit more modern um yeah, yeah so like they could have gone in in that direction, but instead they went in this direction, and that's you know it's it's fine it just it's where they ended up. <laughs>
0: I mean, and unfortunately, most franchises at this point in time than horror franchise, we did get to those quippy one-liners for everyone. That's why we got Freddy Krueger quipping, stupid. Oh yeah,
1: no, yeah, you are talking, yeah, late eighties, early nineties, early nineties for yeah. every franchise was yeah, everything yes. got brought down to like yeah, one-liners and and goofy jokes and stuff like that, and
0: yeah, it got real. And I feel this, I feel like this fell into that pitfall too.
1: Yeah, See, at, at this period in time, I was like done with new horror. I was just like yeah. obsessed with with finding older stuff. You know what I mean, and watching all the classic stuff. And then by the time I got done with all the classic stuff and tried watching new horror again, I just I couldn't stand it, and I <laughs> I just had to leave. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, and I took a break for like what I don't know, fifteen years.
2: <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, I mean, I said it. It still holds a place in my heart, but would I ever call it? or
1: not uh, not really no i mean uh, would i still recommend it to, to someone who has never watched it before oh yeah yeah it's yeah. good i mean i mean i would say probably watch them in order right i didn't but yeah. again because evil dead didn't exist like we always knew there was a 2 we're always looking for one i was like i don't know where it is <laughs> like we've right. been to, like all these different video stores i've never found one like where is it we didn't find one until later on. It was years later. A buddy of mine found it on DVD. We were like, "Oh wow!" We all got together and watched it because we had never seen the first one before. <laughs> we, again, we watched the second one at this point in time. I don't know, like a hundred times. I mean, we'd seen it a million times. We used to quote it to each other all the time. Like we used to say, you know, whatever we had to go to the bathroom, we would do the workshed line. <laughs> yeah you know we would like <laughs> look up in the air and not move our lips into a work for you know and, and go into the bathroom like that was our thing like we watched it that yeah. many times where it was inside joke uh but we never saw the first one. Oh, and again we watched army darkness quite a bit too um but it was evil dead 2 was the one that we watched the most
0: yeah I, I yeah evil 2 is the most comic. yeah we, but we get ash as we know ash today from army darkness mm-hmm. and um but I don't ever sit there and go, oh man, I have to watch Armored Darkness. I don't get mad about it. Like, it's not that, film that I have to go, oh, i to get through this one to get to the next one. Like we do with some of the movies. Mm-hmm. I never regret it. I enjoy the crap out of this movie. But, um, what about, look, so highlights for me is, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good. NPS to for what twenty three years that we got for this character. Um, Yes, he became the goofball, but you know Duke Nukem, the one liner was supposed to be mild off of Ash Williams, Um, and he became he became he's still the reluctant hero, the wise ass, Uh, but I mean acting was far superior for Bruce. Well,
1: I it mean, is. it depends on what direction you wanted them to go.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I mean, yeah, is, is it slapsticky? Yes. Is it a good bookmark to the end of the trilogy? I think so. I mean, if it was if it was better, I think we'd have been clamoring for Evil Dead 4 a hell of a lot more than we already were. Um. But, you know, set pieces were, were great. Yeah, there's obviously a lot of Historical inaccuracies, um but I do like the fact that he ended up being, you know, it's the it's the grandfather paradox essentially. He went through where he was supposed to, you know, he sent the evil back in time, and he went there too, and he was supposed to be the one to stop it, and he didn't, so it still ended up being to his present, so he still lived lived through the cabin anyway. So I like that. that was, a, it was a nice tie into everything. Um, what about highlights for you? Um, well, highlights and low points are essentially gonna be
1: uh the same thing just on different spectrums. Um highlight is gonna be Bruce Campbell when he's interacting with other characters. <laughs> like when mm-hmm. he's interacting with Sheila, when he's interacting with the old man, when he's interacting with the other people, is is pretty entertaining, right? There's sometimes it yeah. goes a little too far, but there's a lot of really shining funny moments in there, right? You know, like moments that make you laugh, right? Yeah, like still make me laugh. Um, and then again, the low point is on the other end of the spectrum is just this like when he's by himself doing these wacky Three Stooges hijinks. It just it gets so annoying, and it happens for so long. Like, I understand you want to put you know your wacky Three Stooges hijinks in the movie, but like space them out, man. <laughs> Dear God, it is like nonstop. It's like rapid fire. I mean, like there's an okay like balance in the beginning but like as soon as he goes on that quest it is like non-stop and there's not even another character for him to interact with it's just him being goofy wacky hijinks for like a solid i don't even know it might be more than 30 minutes maybe like 45 minutes it feels like three hours it feels way (laughs) way too long and it's like come come on do something else just like do anything else but like yeah the whole part with him in the windmill with all the little bitty versions of himself the whole him with the three books the whole him and the you know getting attacked by spot you know skeleton hands on the ground getting poked in the eyes and shit like it's just (laughs) non-stop with no other interaction for way too long and the movie's only like an hour and 20 minutes long yeah so it's like how do you fit this much crap in the middle of this movie like There's so many other things he could have expanded on. Why do you have a solid 40 minutes of Three Stooges bullshit?
0: It's just infuriating. Yeah, I mean, that could have been done differently. And I guess one way to view it is that his character came, for being smart, I guess, be able to make gunpowder and do what he did to his car, he's dumb (laughs) in this movie. Like, he is dumb. And I can see that, like translating to some of the Deadites and Evil Ashes, that his personality, probably loving Three Stooges and having that humor himself as the character, imparted that on the Deadites that came from his ineptitude. Right. Well, like,
1: I, okay, yeah, watching this movie, I get the same feeling that I do from like watching the Star Wars prequels. Like, George Lucas can't help himself, but putting little tiny jokes like every 30 seconds, (laughs) like every 30 seconds, a droid runs into a wall or makes a funny sound or some little like monster skitters across the ground or some monster, you know, throws somebody off or makes a goofy noise. It's like, there's nonstop goofy little hijinks in the background and it just does not stop. Like even when you're trying to tell a serious part of the movie, it's still filled with stupid, jokey stuff. Like, calm down <laughs> just make a movie <laughs> like the first movie was a horror movie second movie was comedy horror and this is just like three stooges comedy like i don't know it's like yes. horror themed three stooges comedy and i just don't get it and like this is the character as he travels on um and I was, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad in the future like i would say like ash versus the evil dead like the first episode of that show is fantastic yeah like, the first episode of that show, I feel, really goes back to Evil Dead 2. It goes back to yes. that era. There are jokes, but there's also a little bit of seriousness, right? He's, like, you know, goofy, yeah. full of himself, like he was in that movie, but he also gets humbled a little bit, right? It goes yeah. back and forth, and it's perfect. And, again, it's Sam Raimi directing that very first episode, and it's Bruce Campbell, and I think they shined. They really hit that peak again in that first episode. The rest of the show, not so much, but that first episode really hits it, I think. And like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is this. I don't I don't think Army Darkness, again, they just like, you know, hit that wacky, you know, three stooges up to 11, and they just like tried to roll with that. And I don't understand why everybody's just like, oh, this movie's fantastic. Like, I don't know. How many times have you watched it?
0: <laughs> I said, it, it it's great, but like I said, it, I think the pitfall was him and his brother being locked in a room and being goofballs going back to the videos they used to make in their backyards. <laughs> like oh we have all this money now let's do that instead
1: right but but again it's like uh you know why didn't they ever make a next one oh well, again because people saw the army darkness was like what the hell is this yeah like what are you gonna do if we give you more money it's <laughs> <Like, laughs> gonna be a freaking musical next i mean like what else are you gonna make like of course they're not gonna because again like evil dead was horror then it was comedy horror and then it was again not a horror movie at all it was like wacky hijinks the studio people are like what are you doing yeah so yeah yeah I, I mean that's why they never made another one
0: yeah i mean maybe the post apocalyptic ending would have been hella better i
1: don't know i i don't yeah I know the, the ending wouldn't affect this one but maybe it would have you know had a better opening for the next one
0: yeah but no you're right with vs. evil dead is yeah like I think the series still got pretty horrific, especially when they backed the cabin. Yeah, they got a little, little weird with the third season with the puppet, Ash. But, yeah, the first season felt very, very evil Dead.
1: No, oh, yeah, the first season Panther. was good, but I would say especially the first episode. Yes, The first episode is great. The first season yeah. is good. Um, and after that, I think it kind of falls off, but uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, definitely the first episode, and it, it's, it's cool because they released that episode free to like everybody. So like everybody yeah. can watch that first episode. So if like anybody was interested at all, <laughs> that would win them over because it was a fantastic first episode.
0: Right. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I know we, we were going to see Evil Dead rise um, and, you know, Evil that De- The Evil Dead 2013 it, it we'll discuss later. I felt Goes back to form too. Yes, it's not Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, but it brought Evil Dead back purely into that horror realm, right? As a franchise. So, um, all right, let's get into our number of makeshift crosses out of ten. What would you give this one, Salem? Um,
1: I will give it uh, six makeshift crosses out of ten. Six. Six. Okay. Too many too many three Stooges hijinks for me to want to rewatch it
0: without drinking. <laughs> um uh, eight for me. I said it it's just the nostalgia Factor, and it still is Bruce Campbell and Sammy. Yes, it's not horror. Um uh, you know seven point five. Um I I still rewatch it. Do I re watch Evil Dead Two more so now? Yes. When, I, when this came out, when I was nine, yes, I watched this one a lot. <laughs> you know, but it's just because I didn't know horror at that point in time. I didn't realize the greatness that laid before it. Um, so, but no, I still thoroughly enjoy it. It's always a good background movie to have on too. If I don't watch it, if I'm if I'm if I turn on Evil Dead one or two, I'm sitting and watch it. It's not a distraction noise in the background. It's sit down and watch versus Army Darkness, which is a background movie.
1: Well, yeah, it's fair, because like <laughs> I said, we have to wait through like 20 minutes of hijinks before
0: anything happens, so. Yeah. So um, so next week, we will be taking, uh, we won't be doing Evil Dead continuing just because of we have Renfield coming out. So uh, do these movies want to suck your blood? join us next week as we dive into the luckily not sparkly vampire movies and we'll include new century Renfield, which comes out four days from time of this recording uh, two days after this is posted. Um, So we'll be including, uh, we have a list we'll keep you posted and let you know ahead of time. We'll be, we'll be diving into uh, more vampire movies to prepare for Renfield. Um, so remember we watch bad movies so you don't have to and this has been Graveyard saying have you checked on the children uh, it's
1: Salem saying long live the new flesh good, night. good
0: night.